It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully. He is Gordon Mack. Special shout-out to everybody watching live on YouTube. You can like and subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube page. Happy Wednesday, Gordon. How are you doing? Happy hump day. I, what are you doing this weekend? I realized I can ask you what you're doing this weekend because producer Colt just told me afternoon on a Wednesday is when you're allowed to start asking people what they're doing this weekend. Oh, well, I know what you're doing. Texas Relays. You're going Texas Relays. Are you going Texas Relays? I might make an appearance. You're really excited about the catfish fry on Thursday night, which I cannot go to because I have a scheduling conflict. Are you going to go solo to the catfish fry? I don't know. I was... so for people who don't know, Texas Relays has this cool thing on the Thursday night, basically of the first day of Texas Relays, they do this fish fry. Yeah. Which I didn't know it was until I came to Texas. I went to it like in 2014 or 15. Mm-hmm. Just get all this fried fish. Yeah. All the, a lot of Texas alums show up. You see a lot of famous faces. They're like, oh, you have won a lot, bunch of NCAA titles. Oh, you're pretty Well, it's in fast. the football stadium yeah. in one of the luxury boxes or one of the rooms. So you have a cool view of DKR, which is also where they warm up for Texas Relays, which I always thought was pretty cool too. Like imagine being a high school kid. You're already amped enough to compete at the Texas Relays. Oh, where are you going to warm up? Oh, in this gigantic football stadium that you've probably seen on TV 50 times. Pretty cool. Yeah. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you go to the YouTube channel, like, and subscribe. Click that subscribe button right there. Boom. We're trying to get to 20,000 subscribers. We're at 18.4. Still? And what happens if we don't meet the number by by June? By NCAAs. If we don't meet it by NCAAs, this is what happens, guys. Kevin is off the pod, and it's just a Gordon pod, and you do not want that. Because when it's just me, bad things get said. I get numbers canceled. go up, though. Numbers or, go up. Yeah, numbers go up. But then they go right back down when they realize, <laughs> oh, we can't handle this. So. Um, also... A new thing we're trying out, live studio audience. Shout out to our friend Trevor, who's here. We don't have a shot of Trevor, but he's here. There's a camera on him, but we won't, we won't show it. We don't need to. Don't I don't know if Colt can access that camera. Yeah, don't worry about no, that. No, we don't want to embarrass him. Just, just know that we have a live studio audience, so the pressure is cranked up now to deliver a great pot. There you go. There's some applause. There we go. Yeah. Oh, there it is. You can see his Oh, there that was oh his we, saw, we, saw. we saw his leg. Oh, no. He's commentating pen relays for us. Com- one of our... Many pen relays commentators. You've probably heard his voice on a bunch of other flow broadcasts. He does a great job. Don't worry, Jamaican fans. He knows how to pronounce all of the schools. He already gave you some good pronunciation advice yeah. in the 10 minutes. Yeah, I was like, is it Yago? Is it Yago? Is it Jago? Yeah, boom. He was on it. It was Jago. So think. Right? Did I get that one wrong? <laughs> see, this is, see, Trevor's Jago. learning. It was Jago. Trevor, you're, you're Jago. living my world now. You're sharing my pain where you tell Gordon one thing one minute and then three minutes later, whoosh. So it's Jago. It's St. Jago. Yes. Okay. St. Jago. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. We'll make a guide for you, I think. All right. Let's get in to the show. We're going to do 1,500 meter rankings, do the top 10 for men and women. We're going to preview the Stanford invite because that's happening this weekend as well. We'll talk about another event where you think there could be a collegiate record broken at Penn Relays. It's becoming a segment pretty much. Yeah. Gordon predicts collegiate records. But let's first 
Actually, Fuck. before we do that, sorry. One more tease. Tease on top of the tease. Because Tampa Eagle says, did you guys catch up with Abby? Obviously, we need to bring up the <laughs> failed interview attempt um, again. We're working on it. We're hoping. We're yeah. hoping. We are currently working on figuring out our schedules. Details. Yes. So maybe on Friday. But I don't want to jinx it because I did the all-time jinx yes. on last Friday's show. The studio is only 10 minutes away from the Austin track. Yeah. So... How long does it take? Well, to... yeah, I don't want to put it on her though. It's yeah, not, yeah. Her, not her responsibility. No, it's not. We had the shot. And yeah, you blew it. So I blew it. We blew it. Internet blew it. Internet. Whatever blew the it. internet provider was out there where she was uh, recording from. All right, let's get into the show though. Let's start first with a tweet. A tweet. Now you made the headline for this podcast and you titled it "Controversial Shakari Shellyann Tweet." I think you should have put "Controversial." In some air quotes here, because some people find this tweet controversial. Should I, should I edit the title of our podcast? You don't need right to do now? it right I'm, you know, now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go in. You don't need to do it right I'm now. I'm going to click controversial in quotes. I probably should have told you that before Save. we started. So if you're watching it right now, refresh, and the title <laughs> is now controversial in quotes. So let's put up the tweet. Maybe people have seen it. If you're really involved on track Twitter, you've seen it. If you're not, maybe it went by. Um, so here's the, there's Michael Johnson responding to the tweet. But so if you could. Click on that photo and, and pull that up. That is, is the tweet in question. So a uh, bit of it's cut off, but you see the image. You see the text there. Uh, they're promoting a Continental Tour meet down the line. Oh, Colt, you're not going to find this. Colt's Well, why deleted. is Colt not going to find it? Yeah, because it's deleted. It's so, deleted. Yeah, okay. Now, they said it was deleted because it turns out Richardson's around the 200 and Fraser Price is around the 100. But what I want to comment here on is the reaction to said tweet there was and i know internet is not real life twitter is not real life it's not a representative sample size of people's opinions about things but when they posted that tweet all the comments you thought there was major news breaking it was the most controversial graphic ever in meat promotion when really it was just a side by side of here are two famous people who are running together in this Continental Tour meet. That's all it was. That's all it was. People thought it said rivalry. They were getting upset about things that weren't even on the tweet. People were saying, how dare Richardson be on the same graphic as Fraser Price? I don't know, because they're trying to promote a meet and it's two people involved in a sporting competition. When you log on to your, to your Sunday ticket package and you see Patrick Mahomes representing the Kansas City Chiefs and you see... I don't know. Who's another NFL quarterback? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? Well, he's... Yeah, Justin Herbert. Do you get... Matt? Herbert hasn't won any Super Bowls. He didn't won MVPs. Doesn't why, won is playoff on, game. why is he on the same graphic as Patrick Mahomes? No. You're allowed to put two people in a graphic together, especially if your job is to attract interest to the sport and to the race. So the reaction to this was way out of proportion for what it really was. When I first... I was looking at the reaction almost before I saw the the actual tweet in question. And I thought, oh, did they put the word rivalry up there? No, it's just two people running in a race. Most of the reaction, all the reaction was they were against Shakari being in the same graphic as Shellyanne because like Shellyanne, the GOAT uh, off of a woman sprinting. Right. Shakari hasn't won any titles yet. She's a popular runner who has some fast times but she doesn't have obviously the medals even her she knows shelly has been doing it for 15 years but here's the thing everyone's so mad yeah which makes me think why is shikari living rent free in all of shelly and shelly and fans heads not even just shelly and fans it seems like everybody oh, track and field fan. like yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. Is, what is it with people and their yeah. shikari richardson uh, mental breakdown. They see her and they get upset. It's just very it makes no sense. It's just very. I, mean, I know why it, it does make sense, but well, know. it's just it's just very frustrating when that's people's immediate response. Like we can't think for a few more seconds. It's just like no two people can be in the same image without it being a comparison, right? It's not a let's compare these two careers back to back, or we're saying these two athletes have equal resumes. It's a graphic for a meet. Also, it's being run, and now it's been deleted. To all the Shelly and Fraser Price fans, which there are many of them, I'm yeah. one of them. I'm yeah. a big fan of all these athletes. Would you rather watch Shelly and Fraser Price 
in a race against Dina Asher Smith or in a race against Shakari Richardson? Yeah. I think they would most they want to see her against Richardson. Yeah, because not because Well, they weren't mad. Dina Asher Price, Dina Asher Smith. Dina Asher Smith is yeah. a better runner right now than Shakari, but if you're a fan of Shelly Ann, you want to watch her beat yeah. Shakari. Yeah. There's the there's there there isn't a uh, rivalry between these two athletes, but there is the Jamaica US sprint rivalry yeah. which we've talked about for decades. I don't know. I guess I just shouldn't be surprised that People are going to take offense to everything on the internet. Yeah, I, people I shouldn't. are weird. Yeah. Well, isn't there that famous? There's that famous meme of someone saying, "Oh, you like pancakes? Well, what about waffles?" Right? It's just like two things that don't match up. Like no one said they were equal. Nobody said that they have as many gold medals as each other. Like, like it's just oh, it's not I a comparison. It's not a comparison. These two people running in the race. There's, we've probably done graphics, I'm sure. Hey, here are the two best people in this meet that we are streaming. One is going to be better than the other, nine times out of ten. Kevin, I think we need to have a little self-reflection, though. Yeah. What is, is wor what is worse? People overreacting to this tweet or two podcasters doing five to ten minutes about <laughs> the reaction? Like, what is a little more crazy? I think the fact that we are spending time thinking about this, I think is a little worse than people just tweeting at it. The only reason I wanted to talk about it was because I thought it gave good insight into a certain segment of the fan base and track and field. And it's not, it's not, just, it's not just fans of one particular athlete. I think if you had swapped her out with somebody else or you had done a similar thing in a different event, I think you could have had a lot of the same. No. Well, actually, yeah, that's no. not true. That's not true. But I'm saying if you had, okay, if you had Elaine Thompson, hurrah, and Richardson, it would have been the same. Yeah. If you had Jackson and Richardson, it would have been the same. But if you have Richardson and anybody. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's my point, is there, there is just this need to just take everything up to 11 when something can just be a graphic. And also people get upset when an athlete uh, is more popular than an other athlete who has more credentials. Sure. Sure. But that's just sports. That's how yeah, that's reality. Yeah. Like some people are more interested in seeing, uh, like, who has more. Like oh, I'm trying to think of a, an mm. analogy. See, you should have uh, thought of the analogy uh, before you started the sentence. It. That's a classic Gordon move, right there. Yeah. God, <laughs> I'm trying to. Happens all the time. What's like an example of a person who is more popular, even though they have less credentials? Um, Lamelo Ball. Sure. Or Tiger Woods the past seven years. Well, he has a lot of credentials from... Yeah, but like yeah. right now, he's not as good as the other athletes, but he's going to get the... Yeah, his credentials, though, are legacy then. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to... I'm, try I'm just saying sports yeah. is not just like you're, you have the most wins, you have the fastest time, so therefore, every time, you need to be more popular. Sorry, but popularity is not just results-based. Popularity is sure. personality. Yeah. It's It's... What you say on and off the track, it's it's sports, it's entertainment. This is sports is at the end of entertainment, and she carries entertaining, and my entertainment gets rewarded. My last point on this, and then we can move on. My last point is this: What do people always say they want more of in track and field? Con uh, rivalries, controversy, yeah, personality, people rivalry. caring. Yeah, let's make it more about head-to-head matchups. Let's be so less reliant on times. Let's focus on wins, yeah. and then you do the most innocuous infographic and everybody loses their mind yeah, but about they it. like losing their mind they're having fun losing their mind okay it's and fun cool. to lose your mind yeah. it's fun to get upset so maybe i shouldn't read as much into yeah, it people are having fun the, all the people who are saying they're not having fun are having the best time of their lives <laughs> people get so excited to be upset okay it's weird maybe i'll take your word on that because so maybe i should be less i should read less into they're not actually mad upset. Yeah. they're actually happy they're happy to be. This upset. is actually the whole. This is the greatest thing ever. All these people yeah. had the best day ever when they got to tweet. <laughs> how dare that. you? I don't know about put that. Put her next to her. They got uh, excited. All right. Next topic: fifteen hundred meter rankings. Are they up on the site? Yeah, well, they are because Colt doesn't have the link. Ooh, that's on me. I told you I was going to put it in the link, but then I didn't. Yeah. Colt's going to find it. See if Colt can find the rankings. So we've done 100. We've done 200. We've done 800. Now it's time to do the 1500. Let's start first with the men. Let's throw that up there. 
No surprise. He didn't win the gold medal in the 15. But Jakob's going to be number one. Jake Whiteman, number two. He won the gold. Ran some really good 800s, too, after the World Championships. Ran 1,000 pretty fast. Uh, three, we got the bronze medalist, Mo Katir. Four, Oliver Hoare. Didn't make the World Championship final. That was one of the bigger surprises of the 1500, along with Whiteman getting the upset. But ran pretty well. Indoors ran well after World Championships as well. Then Timothy Chariot in five. Jared Nagus wasn't in the top 10 heading into the season. We could say that. He moved up based on indoors and the 347 mile. He also beat Katir. Neil Gorley, seven. He had a great indoor season. Abel Kipsang in eight. Josh Kerr in nine. And then Stuart McSwain in 10. What are your thoughts? Who do you think was too high? Who was too low? Is there somebody outside the top 10 you would have included? I feel like I've been a little too harsh on this athlete because this athlete is really good and has done amazing things. But for some reason, I just have a way to like get upset about it. But why is Jake Whiteman second? You think he should be first? No. You think he should be third? What did he do? What has he done the well, past three months? Oh, the past three. Well, if we're making everything based on the past three months, then you'd have Yared Nagoose number no, one, Neil Gorley number two. And but it's not making everything in the past three months, but like it is making it about these guys injured. He is injured now. But here's the thing you forget, and I forgot too, because we got so distracted by the gold, which we should have, that heading into that, he was race, running well. He was running really well. Yeah, three thirties and three twenty nines, right? Yeah, I mean, he won. Uh, he won the UK champs, which now is a legit, legit win. He won in Rabat. Now he got third in Commonwealth, so you can ding him a little bit there in the fifteen hundred, and then the eight hundreds and the the thousand that he dominated. He had a series of good results. If he had gotten second at the World Championships to Ingebrigtsen, you could still make the claim that he should be second overall. He'd probably be more in that two, three, four group, but I think he's a he's a solid second. Unless you're going to go and say, well, because they're injured, you're going to move them back and all that stuff. But then that's not, a factor. Yeah, yeah, that is a factor, and we need to know more about the injury. I know if he was you in wanna, a boot before too. If you want to succeed in the fifteen hundred, you got to have a good. You have to be healthy. Healthy. That's pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah. In every event. That's yeah. going to be a t-shirt. If you want to succeed in running, you got to be healthy. It's hard to run at the diamond league level in a boot. I've always said yeah. that. Maybe two boots, because then your equilibrium out. even yeah. out. So yeah. that's actually. If you want to get hurt, you got to hurt both feet. Yeah. Because that's a better advantage than one foot. So Mario Garcia Romo ran really well at Worlds. He would be number 11. And he could make a case anywhere, I think, from 11 all the way up probably to, to number four. Indoors, he's been solid, but Nagus ran better and Oliver Hoare ran better. The problem was he had that NCAA schedule. So he wasn't allowed to really get out on the Diamond League and accrue a bunch of wins. He did run well. At Europeans, he did run a Diamond League at the end of the year. So he's definitely in the mix. But these guys are so close together. Yeah, so, Katir. Katir lost Hoare. to Nagus, but he also ran that really good 3K yeah, yeah. where he got second but but ran faster than the old world record. Dude, you're in an encyclopedia of 2022 1,500-meter performances. Not just that. And 3Ks and indoors. Because 2023 I'm to, indoors, 2022 yeah, You outdoors. just know it all. And I can pronounce St. You're like the Tifers of... Let's not go that 1500. far. Let's not uh, go no, that but Katir, Hoare, Chariot, Nagus, Gorley, Kerr, and maybe a little McSwain. But the, most of those guys, they all have a reason why they're better than the other person, and the other person has a reason why they're better than Exactly, them. exactly. And it's a giant circle. Mm -hmm. So in order to find out who's going to win, they should run in a circle. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Although, let's see. Could all of these athletes make it to Worlds, or do we have more than three? No, we don't. Great Britain has... Exactly they make three. It. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it. The Great Brain gets four. That's true. They get four this year. And who won the Diamond League? 15. Uh, Ingebrigtsen. Ingebrigtsen. So, but yeah. there's not three other Norway, Norwegians. No. Um, I don't think they need to worry about that. But yeah, Norway has a chance. Great Britain, Spain, Australia, Kenya, Ethiopia. Lemmy made the final. I didn't put him in there. Also, I don't know if Tefera is going to come back. Should I say this? Outside of. Should you say it? No. Will you? Outside yes. of Ingebrigtsen. Is the second to 10th place 1500 meter runners as chaotic as the first to eight place 800 meter runners, where you really could shuffle it up and have anything finish and it makes sense? It would make sense for Kerr to finish second, for Kipsang to finish second, for Gorley, for Nagus, for Chariot, for Hor, Katir. Like, you can see it all, all finishing second or third or fourth or fifth. Like, 
the at the odds of their second through eight to nine place is ten percent each. The the difference is in the men's eight hundred, someone who's eighteenth, true, could get a medal. Yeah, that's not the case. That, here. Yeah, but but the difference between the here, medalists, someone, are, the medalists are coming uh, with the exception of Garcia Romo, and the medalists are coming from this list. Yeah, in the eight hundred, I would not bet anything that the medalists. But there's are no coming favorite from this. to medal outside of Ingebrigtsen. There's no favorite to medal outside of Ingebrigtsen. I agree with that. There, I agree with that. Look at that. But just we to, came to a conclusion. If Ingebrigtsen is Emmanuel Career in this analogy, great analogy by the way, you at least know the next five or six in the men's eight. You don't know. We get a completely different order. I'm excited to bring back the. We need to do the prediction contest again for the men's eight hundred at World Champs. Yeah. If it stays the way it's gonna stay, oh, it's not changing. It's not changing at all. Ready for the women? Yeah, Whiteman though coming in ranked third in our eight hundred and second in our fifteen hundred. Yeah. He's good, but it's got. We're putting a lot of bank on him being healthy. Yeah, which what's the deadline for the Whiteman healthy rule? Well, he's got to buy, so he gets to June. June. He has till June. Let's ask to... Trevor. Trevor, when should uh, Jake Whiteman's deadline be? He's got to. He's got to buy. So. So if he does nothing all the way through August 9th, you're going to be like, oh yeah, we're still cool. We're good. You're going to well, believe in him? To the line healthy. Yeah. I don't think he cares about the flow track rankings. Let's put it that way. Oh, wow. Oh. You can't say that when you you're can't our first dunk ever on us. live not, studio guest. Brits are brutal. <laughs> this is true. All right. Women. Here we go. Faith Kipiegon, number one. Gudaf Sagai, two. Laura Mir, three. For Wendy Hailu, four. Dariba Wachelji, five. Jessica Hall and Abby Cobble, six, seven. Uh, Kiara McGeehan, eight. Sinclair Johnson, nine. And Sophia Inoue of Poland in... 10. Kipiegon, clear pick, number one, dominant at Worlds. Sagai, good last year, and indoors was going for a world record basically every time you looked. She was running a world record attempt and almost getting it. Mir, she was solid this year. wasn't her best season of all time, but still won the indoor uh, title at Euros. Uh, Hailu and uh, Wateljia have run really fast. Hall and Caldwell, so Hall made the World Championship final. Remember, Caldwell wasn't even on the team, but Caldwell took her to the line at an early season meet in Australia's outdoor season, so I paired them together. McGeehan was really good post-World Championships last year. She won, She went under four minutes, and then she won the Brussels uh, Diamond League. Johnson was World Championship finalist, and then Inoui. She just is always in the mix, really good kicker. She ran well at Worlds last year and ran well at Europeans. You could put... Um, Meshesha in this list. You could put uh, Mbai in this list. There's there's others that obviously are deserving. This one though, unlike the men, you have a pretty you feel good about that top three and the order of the top three. Yeah, not just the top three, but the order. Those are locked in there pretty pretty well. I don't know. I don't know if any of their race. Like, like, is Sagai going to run the five? Because she's done that before. Is Mira going to run the eight? Unlikely. But all those women have also run other events. Kip Yegon is the one constant in there in, in first. All right. Kevin? Super constant, I should say. She's, they're all constant. We made a ranking. Yeah. But we left someone out. Who? What do you think? I don't know. That's why I Think asked. harder. Think harder. Who? Think. I'm thinking. Let me look at my notes here. All right, we're gonna spend. We're gonna. How long do you think we can have until you'll figure out who the person you're missing? You're missing a very extremely obvious person. I'm, nah, I'm lost. You lost me. Her, she's two. She's a first name and a last name. Uh, she has won many global titles. Many. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I'm not considering her for the 1500. Why not? Let's let's see if we can do this entire segment without mentioning her name. Yeah, we know. We all know who we're talking about. Yeah, let's just keep it silent. Can I? Oh, someone in the chat got it. The last two. Okay, people got in the chat got it. Uh, so wait, what's the question? Why are we assuming she's not running the 15? Probably because she's running the marathon in April. That would be one clue. It doesn't exclude it entirely because she'll do any double or triple known to man. 
I guess also because last year at Worlds, she just did the five and the 10. She didn't do the 15. So that's the other reason I, I'm just going to put her in the five and the 10 in marathon rankings. Where would I put her? That's a good question. I would probably put her in third. I'd put her behind Sagai and Kipiegon. What did she run last year in the 15? Did she even run a 15 last year? I don't think she ran a 15. She didn't. Yeah. But so, then you go back to 2021 and she had all those battles with Kibiega and yeah. she got a win over her. Everyone knows who we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. The chat's got it. They I figured think. it out? Yeah. Should I say? No, I think we just keep it okay. quiet. So the Spotify listeners are like, who the hell are you talking about? I think it, I've dropped a lot of hints. I think we know. What's a way we can... I'm surprised you didn't ask me that before we went on the air. Well, when we were going over the rankings, I was trying to think of a podcast segment to talk about the rankings. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave this person off. I'm not going to bring her up. That's not your strategy at all. No, you forgot. Kevin... You forgot. Is what what do you mean I forgot? I'm the one who brought it up. I'm the one that brought up this person. Yeah, I know, that but shall you forgot it initially. I, don't, I didn't put her on because I didn't think that she... But you, you, you should have been like, hey, what about this person? I know she's running the marathon. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I guess I did do that with Whiteman in the 800. Yeah. But this is a little bit If we're putting Whiteman scenario. in the 8, shouldn't we put in this woman in the 15? Right, okay. What if we're going to put in the 15? I'm going to put her third, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i bump out our number 10 runner. And now we. Done. Problem solved. Are we doing that? If It just depends what we think qualifies as. See, this is what makes this so difficult. What? When they're ranking the top 25 college football teams, they're not thinking, is Clemson going to play this year? Yeah. Or are they going to take the year off? I don't know. <laughs> how, are, how sold are we on out? When's Alabama going to debut? Are they September, October? What, what if they wait until November? Yeah. They're kind of injured. They don't need, they don't need to play full 12 game schedule. No, they just play no. two games, play once against Georgia, once against Auburn, done. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, hey, is. Uh... Is Djokovic going to do singles, doubles, or mixed doubles this year? We don't know. <laughs> don't know. He might just be doing a double season. Yeah, we can put her third if you want. I'll, put her third? I'll, I'll leave that up to you. You've been here long enough. You can decide. You know what? No, I'm not going to put her third. Okay. I Actually, I will put her third if she runs uh, – What's what's what do you think she's going to run the marathon in? 217. You think she's going to run 217? Yeah. Okay, so if she runs under 217, we put her yeah. third. So – Here's my very arbitrary standard for when I decide to include them or not. Do I think that this person might run it at world champs or Olympics? Okay. And with her, I don't. Whiteman, between the eight and the, I don't think he's going to run the eight and the 15, but I can't rule any one of those out. For example, when we do the 400 and 400 hurdles, I'm putting Femke Bull and Sidney McLaughlin Lavroni on both the 400 and 400 hurdles. Breaking news. <laughs> Folks, you heard it here live first on YouTube. Kevin's going to put them on both because they could run both and I, they deserve I, to be in the top 10. I just imagine there's a podcast listener who's like going to have dinner and say, Hey, well, how's your day today? <laughs> Kevin just told me the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> he told me that the flow check rankings are going to have Sydney and Femke in both the 400 and 400 hurdles. Do I can't think, sleep at night. Do you think, would you put them in there? Would you include them? Yeah. You don't, cause yeah, you don't know yeah, what yeah. they're going to run. Femke makes more sense because she ran it yeah. a bunch indoors. Sydney, not as much, but the fact that she even gave the quote is why we're putting her in there. All right. Next topic. We successfully did the entire segment without mentioning her name. I really appreciate that you did that for me. Yeah, I'm going to lead off the Stanford invite preview with it. Because you know who once ran at the Stanford track? Safan Hassan. Oh, really? Yeah. What Peyton a Jordan. Peyton, not Stanford invite, but Peyton Jordan. In Palo Alto. Yeah, she crushed it. Yeah. Um, all right. Stanford invite Friday and Saturday live on FlowTrack. Let's dive also, into the Mike these... Finelli Track Classic live on Flow Track, which is for all the people who aren't in the Stanford Invite who live in California, go to Mike Finelli. Yeah, you have to live in California. Yeah, that's how it works. And also, you... the Paris Marathon is live on Flow Track this weekend. Cool. Yeah, this is the Stanford Invite section. I know, but I'm so trying to tell the people about the other things you can watch on the Flow Track. We're a business. Do you we understand got... how I try to clip these we things? Got, we got to tell try people to clip the segment about our live where... events. Just reset that. Take that off. Like, I'm just doing I'm total, talking to you. Total re my therapist said someone's just got to do a total refresh. You talk to your therapist about me? I'm just kidding. I don't have. Okay. You should get a therapist. It's people. It's... Do you have one? No. If you do, you don't have to tell me. I don't am have I one. your therapist? No, you're not my therapist. In uh, some ways, I kind of am. Maybe. I feel like. Yeah. I have like a. Yeah. Okay. I spread out my problems among like three different people. Oh, what tier of problems do I get? You get 33% of them. How many does Colt get? Colt gets 5%. How do you feel about that, Colt? I can deal with it. Yeah. Colt, if, if Colt 
came into the office, then maybe he'll bump up to 10%. Oh, you know what, Colt? Uh, you know what Gordon told me on Monday? Okay, He's not going to like oh what I say here. What happened? Uh-oh. Oh, wait, we may have to say it off air. Yeah, well, you can stump me he, under the bus? No, 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 no. No, it's a good thing about Colt. Okay. He holds you in high esteem. Okay, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. This won't give it away. Oh, okay. Gordon yeah. was talking about a very important life event that happens to a lot of people, but not every person. And he said that you would okay. be included in that life event. Oh, yeah. When and if it happened. And that life event would be a okay. very select group That's of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Just like I didn't say Safan Hassan's name. Okay. I'm not going to say the word. Okay. Don't say it. But he said only if you keep being the producer. <laughs> if you stop being the producer, you're out. Oh, so there's – okay. There's okay. strings attached, which I there's thought was unnecessary. Well, strings attached to all friendships. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Stanford Invite this weekend live on Flow Track Friday and Saturday. As usual, the distance races getting a lot of attention. Gordon, let's dive in. Let's talk first about that women's 5,000. The women's 5,000 is going to be real good. We got top programs represented. Uh, Hilda Olomomoy is going to be there, fresh off a really impressive showing at the NCAA Indoor Championships. Taylor Rowe is on the entry list as well. So is Kayla McCabe. You've been following this meet a bunch of years. Some say about a decade. What what should people expect from from Stanford Invite? We know the fields are deep, but what sort of times would you expect to see um, in this? For many athletes, is the uh, their outdoor debut? Are you asking me uh, specifically about the women's five k or overall? Women, well, overall, just how is this meet viewed? And then, yeah, if you get into what sort of times do you think we can expect from the women's five? So a lot of times we view the meet as like, ooh, we're going to see some hot action. Mm-hmm. And when we're trying to promote people to watch it live on FlowTrack, we tell everyone's going to break the collegiate record. They're going to run world records. It's going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen. But in reality, people just want to get top 48 marks in the West or East respective regions. Most of, right. them are, most of these athletes are going to be in the West region. So looking at typical, like last year's Stanford invite, you know, Kai Robinson ran 1323, which is pretty impressive for a 5K. Yeah. Um, on the women's side... The fastest Stanford invite time was in like 1540s, I believe. Mm-hmm. So what happens is there are going to be some people who are like, just get a top 48 mark. Mm-hmm. You may get a select few who are like, screw it. Let's, Go for it. Let's see what happens. This is my chance. And then, but most people, some of the top athletes are going to pull a, you know, what Cesarek did a few years ago where, hey, just run within your control, save it for June. Yeah. Um, but you never know what people are going to do. We know that. The typical times where people are going to run fast is either Stanford, yeah, Brian Clay, which is in two weeks, and then Peyton Jordan. Mm-hmm. So one of those three, you're likely to get your fast one. It's just a matter of which one is it going to be. It's like a shuffling. It's like three-card Monte, yeah. a fast time. Stanford, Brian Clay, Peyton Jordan. Where, follow the queen. Where's the queen? Yeah. We don't know. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to watch all three races to follow the queen. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of athletes are entered in multiple events yeah. too, so we, we don't expect any 5K, 10K doubles to no. take place, but they're covering their bases. They're going to try to run in the event that is best suited for them at the moment. On the uh, on the men's side, that men's 10,000, if all these athletes get to the start line, Drew Bosley, Charles Hicks, Alex Mayer, Kai Robinson, Patrick Kiprop. I mean, it, it's it, it basically goes, NCAA it, cross-country Without Nico, yeah. Yeah, it goes even deeper than that if you dig into the start list. But those are just some of the headliners. Bosley, second in the 3K, third in the 5K indoors, third, third. in cross. Hicks, the cross-country champion. Mayer, All-American, of course. Kiprop made the uh, made the uh, indoor meet. Uh, Kai Robinson, you mentioned defending Stanford Invite champion in the 5. He's in the 10. So the potential is there for a fast time to take place. And we've already seen Bosley run a five this year. So he's, he's ready to race. We know that for sure. Yeah, and he, wrote, he ran 13.37. Then he said on Strava, like, he feels like he can do that pace back-to-back, which is, what is that? Okay. Equal? That'd be 27.14, Gordon. Yeah, so he thinks he can run 27.14. That'll get it done. That'll get you a qualifier. I think it'll get a qualifier. Is that the collegiate record? 27.14. It's got to be, right? Well, Sam Salingo might run something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look it up. Keep look going. it up. Uh, so it's also interesting. The 10K, you have this whole situation of you got to run a qualifier, then you got to run prelims, and you got to run NCAAs. And if you're trying to have a 
a successful post NCA summer, that's a lot of 10 Ks to put under your belt. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to run a fast 10 K, you got to choose wisely. You either kind of, you either decide, is this a year I try to run a fast 10 K or is this a year I don't? And some athletes are like, no, this is, this is, this is a, want to finish as high as I can at NCA's year, or is this a, I want to chase a fast PB? Because also, got to remember, some of these athletes want to try to get that world standard. The world standard is a lot harder this year yeah, yeah. than previous years. And a lot of international athletes like Charles Hicks will probably be like, hey, put myself in the mix, give myself a fast time while all the other pros are kind of going to Diamond League circuit route. Chalanga 2708. You nailed that one. And he was fast. I was 2708 in college. Especially that era too. Yeah. Like I feel like 2708 today, today is going to be like, oh yeah, people, that's what. When you put it in the context, I know Bosley wasn't going full gas. He was just trying to get a qualifier, yeah. but still like yeah, slower than that. his split. That's... But people are running 1330s that I've never heard of yeah. these days. So I feel like. Do you think 2708 is going to get broken this year? I think it could get, I think, I think five athletes could break 2708 if they tried. Yeah. I don't know if all five, are, I think there's a chance zero of them try to break it, but the way people are running, there are people who ran 14.10 last year and then are running 13.35. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, so Nur, 13.06, he has a collegiate record. And that was just from last year. I think I think Nur's time could get broken. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just, he took down a Henry Rono record, which for a lot of us thought, I mean, I know what was, um, who got close? Actually, no one really got close, right? It's just hard to, to chase turn, fast yeah. distance times because the coaches are trying to prioritize not overworking you, trying to prepare you to have your best race at NCAAs, which is not going to be a fast time. Yeah. And it's going to be in the heat and all that stuff. So you don't know what they're going to do. Literally, Drew Bosley could go out there and run a boring 28-20. Yeah. Or he could go for it and try to run a sub-27-30. Mm -hmm. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Friday night. Most of that stuff's Friday night, and then the meet. And because on we Saturday. don't know, that's why you got to watch it live. Got to see. You got to watch it. So don't let don't let our podcast preview be enough dopamine for you to enjoy this race. Yeah, got to actually watch it in real time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of college stuff, you had spoken before about how Iowa State the men have a good chance to break the NCAA record in the four by at Penn, at Penn, which great stage to break a collegiate record. I think, but there's another distance program that's already committed. Now there's some other distance programs that we, we haven't heard from and sprint programs that we haven't heard from, um, that we think will end up at Penn, but we're just talking about the ones that we know that have committed to Penn and that's Oklahoma state. And you think they have a shot at breaking that men's distance medley relay record. Um, we saw some good programs last year, take a shot at it. Um, but Oklahoma state. Hard to argue after what they did indoors. So the way indoor miles happen, the the DMR record is mostly held by the indoor performances. So the Oklahoma, mile performances. Yeah. yeah. So Oklahoma State holds the record of 916.4. So they already actually have the collegiate record. Yeah, but that was indoors. But that was indoors. The yeah. outdoor collegiate record is 920.1 from Arkansas. Guess what year that's from? Arkansas running 920. 19, it's at Penn Relays. 1992. 1989. Oof. So we're talking about, we're trying to go after the 80s here in the 4x8, the DMR. Yeah. This could be the year, the 2020s are the new 1980s okay. when it comes to Penn Relays, men's distance relay records. Very specific. Yeah. Very niche era i'd say put it on a shirt yeah but that's a lot of words for a it's shirt. it's like the dunder mifflin yeah, yeah race for the cure of yeah Ra rabies rabies and yeah. awareness heritage month something like that um so yeah 920 i think it's breakable they've already run 916 yeah they're going in within a with like a the purpose they they normally go to drake relays they're changing it up and going to pen relays yeah washington may not be there so they're gonna want to have a way to kind of one up whatever washington does so they're gonna go for it they're gonna have the four by mile they're gonna have the dmr and they yeah. have the talent they have two really good milers 1200 meter guys in shoppy mm -hmm. and me Masawi. Masawi. yeah so, so 
I said before it's the best place to break the record, and some of these events are only contested a few times a year and not at the NCAA championships. Yeah. NCAA championships, that'd be number one on everybody's list. If yeah. I could break an NCAA record, where would I do it? NCAA championships. Number two, it's got to be Penn Relays. It's got to be Penn Relays. Even if there was a, a DMR at the conference meet or it was more regularly contested throughout the season, doing it on that stage at Franklin Field would be would be pretty awesome to witness. Um yeah, I just wonder who can go with them because the 916 was done in a race where everybody was saying the goal is the fast time. The goal is the fast time. The goal is the fast time. And you wanted to win, but really you want to make sure you get that qualifier and run fast. At Penn, it's about the victory too. Yeah. So I, I, I want to see the other teams that are lined up and hopefully we get some momentum like we did with that women's 4 by 15 ahead of time of record talk. I mean, if you think about it and we try to – Game theory? That's not the right phrase. I just want to say game theory because I sound smart when I say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I the, think that the, the live studio audience still I think that the, there, the, the I think the men's and women's four by eights. Then all right. So you had the four by eight, four by fifteen slash mile, and the DMR. So six relays, yeah. men's and women's. I think there's a chance five of those six could get broken. So everything except for the women's four by eight. Yeah. I mean, definitely the four, women's 4x15 four because it yep. was broken last year. You've already talked, four by talked mile, about 4x mile. Everyone's the... running insane. That could be broken. Yeah. And then DMRs. You... People are running insane. Yeah. I guess I'd want to see the lineups on the. Like, think of Caitlin Tui led DMR. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Be pretty good. We yeah. haven't even seen a Caitlin Tui DMR on a normal track. Yeah. Oh, we've only seen it on the uh, yeah. flat track? Yeah. We've seen it at AC- ACCs, but it's like championship different, style. Different but race. Yeah. I think you throw it. I think a. Fresh going all out, Caitlin Tui led NC State DMR. That's they could get it as well. That's record. Speaking of that four by eight record, we got an email. We talked before about how old that four by eight record was. Yeah, 1984 for Arizona State. We actually got an email from the anchor leg of that team. He was listening, he saw the clip. Uh, Mike Starr. He was the uh, he was the anchor leg, and guess where he's going to be this this spring? He's going to be at Penn Relays. He's going to be at Penn. He's going to be at Penn, so he could be that, there. That record's thirty nine years old. Yeah, you know he's how, got to have that thing on his resume for thirty nine years of his life. It's pretty awesome. Pretty pretty awesome. Um, and he says it'll be awesome to watch the team go for it and even break it. So I like that he has yeah some appreciation of the history of the L. I see. I would be much pettier. But no, I'd be like, I'm going to Penn to actively root for bad weather and wind all the way around the track so that my 39-year-old record stays. But, but Mike's is a better it 39 guy years enough years to have, a, to have a record? Like, if I gave you a toy, are you still going to play with that toy 39 years later? Dep- well, if I could give it to somebody that I like, I probably would. Yeah, you're right. Right? You don't need a toy 39 years in. I just I Do you own anything that's 39 years old? Well, you're not well, even 39 years I'm old. I'm almost. That's why I have a special affinity for 1984. See, you did the math. I didn't need to look it up because I know that, that record was a month before I was born. <laughs> so I just so actually, I'll be down there. If they break it, I'll be. I'll stand next to Mike. He broke the record. I am as old as the record, and we will shake the hands of Iowa State or whoever breaks it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's cool. He's gonna be there. Love the love the small world feel of track. You know, even a performance that old, all it took was us putting out one little clip and someone saw it. It's pretty awesome, right? All right. Let's look at the comments. Any comments? Oh, a lot of comments here. I just saw over under 2.5, Gordon, but I don't even know what that's about. Oh, the records. Oh, yeah. You're going over. Yeah, I think at least three. I'll put the over under at three point. Uh, 2.5 is probably better because records are hard to break. So 2.5 is a better over under. Uh, Tampa Eagle says, is Carl bringing Houston to Penn? Likely. Is yes. it on their schedule? Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but I, I talked to them, uh, at NCAAs and yeah, they're going to be there. Yeah. We know Carl loves the meet. Yeah. He was there last year with, with Houston. He's got a lot they of haven't done like an official announcement, but it's on their, it's, yeah, it's on their schedule. Okay. So Penn realize. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Houston. And we'll talk. More about that because Houston versus Auburn in the four by one. Are you saying Leroy versus Carl? Leroy versus Carl. Take. Le- How many times have they raced? I don't know, but take 
Well, as head coaches, as head coaches, take one, take one. Yeah, all time, you got to yeah dive. And they the both archives. got really great anchors. Uh, Houston just ran thirty nine flat in their four by one, which I was looking into it. They ran thirty nine flat four by one. The year that they we followed them in twenty nineteen, where they had a really good four by one and almost. I mean, they dropped the baton, but you know, yeah, yeah, they had a good. They were a legit team. They ran thirty eight eight, so they're only point one seven off of a really good four by one and. Point one seven is a lot of time. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's still March and yeah. whatever you run. Yeah. So they're going to be good. And Arbun has a great anchor and favor Ash. So Ashe, Ashe. yeah. Sorry, just got to get you, you got, ready you got, for you Penn. Yes. See that kind of stuck. Uh, Thomas says Texas men's four by eight. Uh, Bizimana, Carosa, Jones? Question uh, mark. That's a better three legs than anyone else in the nation. Is Texas going? Uh, so it's not a better. No, because I we went through it. Iowa State has a transfer, Finley, Finley McClear. So they have a one forty five guy. But I guess I get no, but the one two actually that's a actually if, it might if, be better. Jo- yeah, that you're. I think you're wrong. But I, it just depends, might who be the, wrong. depends who the fourth. Runner. I am wrong, but they're not going to Penn Relays. Yeah, you know where they're going? The Texas Invitational. Oh, okay. So it's a moot point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tampa Eagle also asks anyone have an update on Ellie Ellie Saint Pierre. Uh, according to social media, she gave birth. Yeah, congrats to her. Yeah, and her family. That's awesome. Um, what else do we have in the chat here? Oh, Thomas says, "Where's the over under gone, guys?" Well, last year, last week, we didn't have anything to do over unders really on. So we'll bring them back, back Friday. Friday. Yeah, maybe combine segments here if we get the guest. Which we should. Speaking of not saying names, we should just not jinx it. So we should just say the guest at this point. Maybe the guest could participate in over under too. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think everyone knows who the guest is. We. I know, but now I don't want to jinx it anymore. So I feel like I've we're done. seeing if we can get Abby in the studio. She has practice at the same time, so we'll we'll try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, we got anything else? No. It's a great Wednesday show. <sighs> Perfect Wednesday show. Was it? Yeah. Noah Lyles tweeted out that he's faster this year than he was last year. See that? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, we got one from Jonathan. Can you guys give me a race strategy for a 7K fun run? Got postponed from St. Patrick's Day. Lucky Ooh. 7K. So here's How the do question. Do you run a 7K like a 5K or a 10K? <laughs> Let me ask. <laughs> and the answer is no, you run it like a 7K. No. What should... is it? How many miles is a 7K? A 7K? Who can get closest to the to the 10th decimal? To the it's one like six, to the 10th? Six and a half about? No, so... 3.1, 2K, 4.1. It's not right. six and a half. 7K is not six and a half miles. You don't even know math. It's 2,000 meters. You're way More off. than a 5K. That's a, that's five more laps. So it's 4.1 plus. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, you sorry, need sorry. to do your math. Do your uh, research. Four and a half. I'm going four, four and point. And a half. It's four and a half. Uh, I'm doing 4.3. Uh, 4. What is the answer? 4.3 is what I'm guessing. You just looked it up. I didn't look. You just looked it up. 4.3496. Yeah. Okay, so it's all about that point. Oh, four of a mile. I meant the four, factor. not seven. I think that goes without saying. I just, the number no, seven stuck in you my head. You just don't know math. I have, I have three kids. I'm allowed yeah. to make Anyway, like how this. do you run a 7K? How do you run a 7K? I think you should run it like a, run it like a slightly less aggressive 6K is how I would, <laughs> I would break it down. How do you run a 6K? A 6K? I'll say more aggressive 5K. Here's the thing. Do men even 5K? know how to run 6Ks? Because all they know is 5Ks and 10Ks. Well, collegiate, and collegiate women. It's a very specific distance. Yeah. No, you're not doing that after you graduate college. This, but has a guy ever ran a 6K? Yeah. No. No. Never. Know. No. Right? Well, they've run maybe some four-milers. That's not a 6K. Pretty close. Okay. 7K strategy for Jonathan. Let's figure this out. I think Jonathan's the same listener who ran a 50K while listening to the podcast on a treadmill a couple weeks back. Jonathan, that was you. 50K? Well, he didn't do 50K in an hour, but we were one of the podcasts he oh, was okay. listening to. Yeah. It was us, you know, then a previous episode of us, then an even older episode of us. It was just back to back to back. Uh, 7K? Yeah, I would actually, in all honesty, I'd run it like a super fun 10K. Yeah. Go out at 10K pace, and then you're going to have the close of your life. That's a good point. I think, yeah, you, I think you run it like a 10K. Because well, at the end of the day... We're just having some fun. He said it's a fun run. Is that the word fun in the title? It was rescheduled from St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, fun run. The word fun is in the title. 
Well, he just says 7K fun run. Got postponed from St. Patrick's. Oh, but no, it, the lucky, sorry, the lucky 7K. The lucky 7K. Yeah. So that changes things. Because it's lucky and not fun? Yeah. If it was fun, you run it like a 10K. Mm-hmm. But because it's lucky, you got you you to roll your luck and run it like a 5K. What are you going to do with a 7K PR, though? I get it's fun, and it's not about getting PRs and all that stuff. It's about beating your neighbor and bragging at the office. That's what fun runs are about. But still, 7K, is just, it's just tough. Yeah, what do you do with that? It like, doesn't give you much much equity. Is there even like a spot on any... Is 7K even recorded as a time anywhere? No. Like in any results database? I don't know. Like World Athletics doesn't have a 7K world record, do like, they? What is he... Cons- I want to know what Jonathan considers success. Is it is he going to take his 5K pace and just extrapolate it out? Or, like, it's very hard to figure out what would be... You know, which is what would make it fun. Less pressure. Run it like a 5K. He says he's running to win. He updated. Running like a 5K then. And, and mess with people and tell everyone... Tell everyone it's a, a 5K too. This, this is a 5K, right? And then everyone gets like, wait, what? And then when they see the extra 2K, you are the only one that knows. Or run it like a 10K and say, this is the shortest 10K of my life. Or find all the signage that says 7K <laughs> and then do a little scribble and turn the 7 into like a 5. So everyone just gets confused about the distance. All right. So he did run the 50K. He did it in four hours and 30 minutes when he did it. That's, three, that's four podcasts. Yeah. And how much of that was good? <laughs> hey all right like and subscribe tell your friends uh colt won't be here friday yeah caleb which is a bummer our producer yeah maybe and, we'll have a guest yeah maybe tune in to see well so we'll preview on friday florida relays texas relays give some hot predictions the someone might news. get mad about a tweet talk about that yeah we're really good at that i thought you did good I thought you did good. Um, Tampa Eagle gives flowers to everybody in the pod. No trolling from our regulars. There we go. Solid. We got great listeners. Um, all right. All right. Talk to you guys on Friday. Thanks again. We'll see you then. Peace. Thanks for there.